This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. And the great man's on the line. G'day, Matthew. Hello, Sugar. Hello, Joel. Hello, Fletch. Hello, MJ. You're a bit out of breath there. What are you, what are you doing? No, 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 no. I was. I just. I, I just uh, scarpered down the stairs a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. From level yeah. five down to level one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did, mate. The lift's take, not working. Yeah, I was about to say, take the lift. What'd you do? what you get up to today, Matthew? Ah, uh, mate. I, I did a uh, did a podcast with Jimmy Graham today. Yeah, Jimmy's trying to um, get things moving on uh, things, you know, health-wise and concussion-wise with players and whatnot. Yep. Um, he's got an idea. He, like, he, it's a really good idea. He, he's pushing for, um, like, when we all go to Old Boys Day, mm. is that there be a couple of doctors there and you almost pass through, you know, as, you, as you're heading to Old Boys Day, you know, Doctor, how you going, Joel? Yeah, mate, Doc, I'm going okay, you know. But, mate, uh, you know, um, mate... Hey, you know, maybe uh, everything else, yeah. Mate, I'll send you here's a script if you want to go get a cholesterol test, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because you know, are you talking to me direct? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I am, Joel. I yeah, am. You have to get but, him. Yeah, he's got this. Uh, he's got some really good ideas, Jimmy. And we're just talking about you know things like concussion and um, and how, mate, the league of you know how the league have been really proactive in it compared to the NFL mm. back in the day and things like that. So good, th- mate. Good uh, deep thinker. Jimmy, good talent. He's Fletch. He's, He's very good. Great. You have to, he's got to do an old boys day. You have to get in early. Yeah. You have to like you have to You're be doing wrong. It seven or because you're having your first beer at nine or yeah. ten. That, that's what I said. That's to be about ten doctors there. Yeah, one so the lineup's script. not too big. Look at that rash too that sometimes people get. <laughs> now, Matty, uh, finals <laughs> is a matter of days away. Really, we're counting the days. But uh, so too is Mad Monday. Are we expecting mm. the same old, same old? Oh. It's, Man, geez, I tell you what. So I said to my wife, I said, "Oh, a few days, best day of the year." She said, "Father's Day." I went, "No, Mad Monday." <laughs> it's just. Uh, I remember the first ever Mad Monday I went to in 1990 when I was just like was a young bloke just at Newcastle, and I just went down Mad Monday, and I said, "What's that?" And turned up, and I was like, "What?" I remember once one of the blokes turning up. He turned up, and he had a um, big, strong bloke, and he's turned up and from work, and he's got the coat and tie on. Anyway, the boys, you know actually stripped him nude and went out and and staked him out in the middle of the field and it was about 32 degrees and he he was out there for three hours and I was going mate and that's the mild stuff in 91 we had a uh, mad Monday and four blokes got kicked out of the club and it was it was actually closed it was closed to the public but the carry on there was such that they just they end up anyway Lucky there was no phones, boys. No, oh. it, it is great. There was you a know, lot. When you, it's four, <laughs> it's about a month out, yeah. and you know you're not going to make it. Yeah, yep. so then you start just planning where you're going to go. I've got a mate who's got a pub. We're going to. It's going to be um, just 
Oh, walking. If you so, line up, if you line up mm. when the Nokia sixty two ten was put to bed, right? Yeah. If you yeah. line that up, which was the last of the non camera phones, if you line that up with some certain individuals in the game, it, it is a remarkable correlation. <laughs> it, 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 see, the thing about it is, it's like the, they've just you've just got to change the vocabulary. You don't flag it and say, hey, listen, can't wait, it's Mad Monday. You mm. just say, oh, the boys going to get together and have a few drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Always say less than necessary. 48 rules of power. Yeah. Rule six. Yes. Laco- be laconic. That's it. Yeah, that's like a good it. word. I, like I know it. what yeah. laconic means. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah. let's go to Tyson Gamble audio, shall we? we? We hope to have Tyson on at 4.30, um, but let's go to the chat right here. Like, Kevy's the coach, but Renault is, like, the go-to guy for everybody. Like, yeah. If you've got a question about, like, the team or, like, footy, he, you go to him. And it's sort of not a knock on Kev, but, like, Renault's no. just been around for so long. And he, like, Kevy understands footy, but and he, he's a good, like, he's a good bloke at getting the team up and about. But like the modern day is is so different to the way Kevy played footy. There's there's sort of some similarities in how you've got to be with attitude and stuff. But yeah, Renault's the mastermind. All right, Maddie, there you go. So that was on a podcast called Marshy's Corner Podcast, and that, that's the thing these days. He might have been very comfortable with someone a little podcast, and then it just blows up. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about it? I got no problem with it. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. Every great coaches, really really good coaches. They empower their halfbacks, and they get there and they say, "Mate, like," and that's why they brought Adam Reynolds here. That's why Kevy was desperate to get Adam Reynolds here because if I'm a coach, I want my players going to my halfback because he's the bloke that's got to carry it onto the field. The best coach I ever had was Malcolm Reilly, and he used to say to us, "Boys, boys, it ain't my side; it's your side." Mm. And used to go at Joey and I and go, "Right, oh, how do you want to? You know, what do you want to do? How do you want to play?" We'd say, well, I was thinking about this. In fact, he trusted us so much, right, that he, his mother got very, very sick and it was, uh, it was leading into the 97 season and he went home. And uh, at the time, our reserve grade coach, Peter Sharp, got poached by uh, Parramatta. So we actually, there was a fair stint there for about three weeks that we were, we were looking after ourselves. And when we came back, he, Malcolm, to his credit, and because he was such a champion, just goes, right up, boys, what do, you just, what do you just put in place? We're saying, oh, mate, we think we're going to do this, do that, do that. He said, mate, that sounds great. Do you all believe in it? Yep, right up, go and do it. And happened all the time. Like, you know, like when you're a playmaker, bloke come up, blokes come up to you and bump you and say, mate, what about, what about this? What are you thinking about that? That's how it should be. Yeah. Right up. And, and Kevy's ego is not that big that he would take offence to that. What would make him uncomfortable is people coming out going, oh, ho, ho, look at this, hey, look at this, Kevy. You know, Kevy, mate, he, he, all he is is a man manager. Mm. Well, when you've got someone like Adam Reynolds, the primary job for you is, is to man manage. Mm. And the bloke that you go through to get the get you know, to lay everything down to the team is your halfback. So... Right, a word or two. He could have. It could have been a little bit different. It's live on a podcast. He was talking about just you know how he felt, and he was just being honest. And once again, from when I listen to that, I go, mate, how good is that? All you know, hats off to Kevy if that's what he's doing, and that's what he's allowed, giving the type of power to Adam Reynolds. Well, I used the example earlier, Maddie, where you know Trent Robinson clearly is a very, very good coach, but that grand final with Cooper Cronk, who physically couldn't really contribute. He, he still understood how important that general, that halfback was to be on the field, which you're talking about for Adam Reynolds. So, And yeah. what Tyson Gamble is well, arguably talking about. Well, 
I, I interviewed Todd Payton about a month ago and we're talking about Chad Townsend and I said, how much power do you give to Chad as your halfback? And he said, all of the power. Yeah. And I, I just thought was, there's some stuff in there saying, you know, that Kevy d- d- doesn't understand this, yeah. don't And they're just words yeah. probably um, yeah. he would probably would want to take back. But also too, Brian, like you've got to think that that was after round 18. Yep. So he had recently been dropped. He's, yep. Ezra Mim's flying. So at that point, he's probably thinking that's probably me done for the year. And and, and he's yeah. a young kid. Like you do get sort of scorned. Don't yeah. You? yeah. But, but, but boys like, okay. Right. The way Kev, when I, when I played against Alfie and Kevy, right. They were just, mate. They were such great instinctive footballers and such talent, mate. And they was they was, mate, incredibly smart footballers. But mate, they laid everything on. But you could see they were just brilliant at reacting to each other. Now, when you're a coach, you know how hard is that to go from that setup, playing alongside blokes who are absolutely brilliant, and but then playing alongside. You know, Kerrod Walters, your brother, and playing alongside Alfie, who was like your brother, played your whole career alongside him, and then trying to get that across to the players and getting them to form the same same combinations. This Broncos side and what they need to do to win was dramatically different to 92, 93 Broncos. And so, again, I come back to the fact, I go to, I, I go to Renault and I say, mate, I've got you here. Cast your eye over this side. Right? What do, what do you think we have to do to be a success. You could easily too, and boys, you know the bloke that Kevy is just a humble knockabout bloke. You could easily see him lightening the mood to break the tension tonight, coming into the tonight, sheds yeah. and uh, yeah. handing the clipboard to Adam to stand up. And he's, yes. You could easily see him doing something like that. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, what, if I was Kevy, mate, I'd walk in. Mm. I'd, when they cut to the dressing room, I'd have um, Adam Reynolds with the tracksuit top on. I'd be sitting with a jersey on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly... And he, he could do something like that. Um, yeah. The Roosters surging. Are they in the game, Matty? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. You, when, like, and I say this every single week. Five weeks ago, you go out the twenty-six to one, and when I looked at that, and you look at the, the football they were just starting to play, and you went, "Man, that is, that is such overs." I mean, you wouldn't have had them at ten to one there, but twenty-six to one was outrageous. Mm. And so, yeah, they're in it. They can, they can't afford another injury or a, another suspension, which will make it interesting uh, tomorrow night, Fletch. To go right out, I just don't think they'll be able to help themselves. These two sides, I'll just tear into each other. But I reckon, I reckon both coaches would be a little nervous because the occasion, the rivalry, you know, there's every chance they're going to play each other Friday night and then back up and have to play each other the week after. Yeah. So well, it, um, yeah. Suali'i's out, Matty. I don't know if you knew that was breaking, uh, late breaking news. So they're, they're oh, without yeah. their best. Yardman coming out of trouble, like Tupu's out as well. So it's a huge, yeah. it's a huge blow. I, I reckon, at a pinch, if it was a desperate game, Robbo would would have been playing young Joseph. But I, yep. I just think he thinks, well, we've got him next Maybe. week anyway. Been a big season for him. Yeah, let's let's rest yeah. him up. And the way he rips in, Maddie. Just on that, every uh, I'll just say this too, mm. mate. I, I think the Roosters, regardless of who they play round one, like out of the the uh, out of those five. Sides five to eight, week one of the finals. I know the side I don't want to run into. Right, I don't want to run into the bunnies, right? But the roosters, yeah. You know, and I reckon there's a bit of that going on. He's going right, like got a young bloke here, might be carrying an injury or two, might be a little bit. I'm just going to hold him back a little bit. Um, smart coaching. 
tell you what, I'll, I'll never question Robbo, and I'm going to ask you a scenario relating to James Tedesco, but I remember one year chatting to him, and at, at the time, Jake Friend was getting booed from his own fans. Yeah. And yeah. I, in a chat with him, I said, oh, Robbo, what do you think about Jake Friend? You know, do you reckon he might be done? And he said, mate, he's so important to our team, and we're going to need him when it counts, trust me, right? And he came within a bees of winning a Clive Churchill. So, oh. so I'll never question him, but... They've had a big game last week against the Melbourne Storm, a big game at the opener against South, and then you've got to win four in a row. And you know what James Tedesco does every week. If they find themselves in the scenario where they're definitely going to be playing South next week, would you risk Tedesco, Matty, or...? I reckon I, I want him out there to yep. start the game. I, I'd, I'd probably look to... I wouldn't play him the full 80 minutes. Because yep. what, what you don't want, Joel, right, you don't want to go into this game and this big occasion and suddenly South put 40 of you. And you go, oh, mate, like, that can really... That can pop a balloon. Mm. Whether Tedesco's in, Suoliti's in or, or not, you, you don't want that. You want a strong performance. You know, I'd play, I'd play, you know, maybe 50 minutes. And, if you know, even if the game was on the balance after 50 minutes, you'd probably give him a breather and go, you know, that, then you can point to the players and say, hey, listen, just see where we were and this is how we can beat these blokes. But I'd have him out there and it concerned me that if you pulled him out of the side, it's not just what he gives the team, but he, the belief he gives them. And I think pulling him out of the team would send a message to the other players that this, this game doesn't matter. And I think that that would be... I think that that'd be a drama. Hey, Matty, uh, Coop's in tonight. I understand. Yes. So yes. What um, what what's wrong with Jerome? He got calf tightness. Mm. Again, it's one of those things that if it was a semi, I, I'd I'd reckon Jerome would play, but they're not going to risk him. Gotcha. So yeah, we found out uh, when was it? Late yesterday. That he was playing, so Trisha's going to go out to Combank Stadium. She's travelling out there. She's she's actually doing. This is great. So she's going to Combank Stadium tonight. We're going to Bunny's Roosters tomorrow night, and then she's going up to Newcastle on Sunday to watch the Jack, Jack play. And she's not really a rugby league person, although <laughs> although I, I I sit with her on the couch and she's becoming more and more savvy. She's starting to talk tactics. And oh, I'll, say, oh, please, I'll say, mate, please, who do you think? Yeah, Jack Gibson. <laughs> hey, do, do you think there's a chance um, Cooper might bring out the old next Johnny play? You know, that's one of my favourite oh, plays. Yeah. Uh, that was yes. that was the Newcastle play with Hertzie. Do you want to just describe it, yeah. Matthew? Because yes, I don't understand why no one brings it back in. It was a cracking play. Yeah, uh, there's one or two sides that started bringing it back in. Yep, Fletch. Uh, what which one? I saw a side the other day do it. Yes. So, what it would do, rather than do a double drop off, the first guy would drop off, and the the, the next guy who was going to drop off would run a parallel line with you, like he was. You're going to give him a hangball, then you would accelerate and he would dip underneath you. And they just wouldn't. And the first man who dropped under would almost create a, a wedge. Yes, oh, it was. It was. Yeah. Very, it was like a. And then the second yeah. switch was real late. It's was a, it? Yeah, the second yeah. one. No, the second one runs the same line as the ball yep. play. Is that correct, Matty? Yeah. Yes, it does. And yeah. then the other one we used to do with Hertzie, when teams first started, you know, we use more and more block shapes. You saw the teams would rush from the inside when they saw the block to try to relieve the outside men, protect that, you know, protect the four on three and stuff like that. So we'd go to Hertz. I'd say to Hertz, we'd have we called it an again, and I'd say again cross, and we wouldn't let Robbie O know, and Robbie O would just come roaring bef- behind Hertzie, and at the last second Hertzie would drop underneath me, and mate, honestly, there would just be no one there, and oh, Robbie, good play, Robbie would go, mate, tip me off, tip me off, and mm-hmm. say, mate, if we tip you off. You're not going to run that line. 
Yeah, so, it was a good yeah, play. He, he won't run a genuinely about, really. You said, you said about Cooper, I, I, I got there once in the off-season and I do not give the boys advice, but I, I was full of drink. <laughs> and I said, come out the backyard, I'm going to show you these plays. <laughs> and they just went, it's a bit like the Kevy Tyson gamble. They yeah. went, yeah, Dad, great. But listen, it was a lot different than when yeah. you played. Where's Uncle Joey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's the mastermind? Where's Renault? <laughs> all right, Maddie. so we're here. Say Dally M. Knight, right? And they said, we've lost all the votes. What are we going to do? Mm. Oh, Maddie, Maddie's just going to pick who it is. Shortlist, Hines, Munster, Tedesco, Hunt. Have I missed anyone? And if so, yeah. you're announcing the Dally M just on base. What you've seen, your gut feel, the best player in our competition. Well, well Matty, before, before you do that, let's reenact yeah. that time you had to hand out an award at the Dally M. When you'd had a few red wines. Oh, yeah. You had the vampire oh. mask on. Yeah. And oh. he dropped a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, uh, I said James, Tum- who was it? Woodsy. One of the pl- Aaron Woods. Woodsy's getting married. Woodsy's, Woodsy's getting married. <laughs> and I said, uh, and there was all the, t- the controversy at the time that I think they were playing, what do you mean? let's say, for instance, Chris Harrington mm. was playing hooker and they were getting, and Robbie was... Robbie is on, on the uh, the bench and they sort of rotate. There was a lot of bad will. And I said, listen, uh, hey, how you going? You know, you getting married, Woods? Yeah, yeah, nods. And I said, mate, there's one going. Yeah. Two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven going. The eight going. Mate, the ten going, 11, 12. And Brandy, I, I said to Brandy, say this. And he goes, I really don't want to. I said, just say it. <laughs> Brandy chimed in and said, mate, you left out the nine. I went, oh, that's right. Chris Hyington going? <laughs> 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 oh, crickets! Yeah, yeah it crickets! Good. It was, it was good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Some of your best work. Anyway, sorry, it was. I agree. I hijacked. I hijacked. Yeah, that was better. That was Tell better anyway. What, what are you, what are you drinking? Up. Hang on. By the way, what are you drinking there? There's a lot of swirling going on. Lots of oh, sorry. sorry. What is that? Just vodka? Having, having a few vodkas for going to work yeah. tonight. Trisha joined me in. Uh, I mate, I reckon uh, Manu and Tedesco are pinching points off each other through the year. So I'll go third. Munster, second Ben Hunt, Nico Hines, the winner. Nico I think that he was close, Nico Hines, in his last four weeks of being outstanding. Mm. I saw him at Cronulla Mall in February, Brian, and I walked past him yeah. and, and I said, hello, hello, Dally M winner. He just gave me this confident wink. He might get it, you know. I hope so. He might we get backed it. him. Matty, uh, before you well, go... We, we didn't back him because you ruined that. Oh, that's right. You that ruined that. Me. No, uh, you know, I, I actually said to, him in the off, I said to him in the off-season... Similar thing. I said, right, I'll, I'll do a deal with you. I said, if you are top three in the Dally M, come round 10, I'll shout your dinner. And I didn't, and he texted me and said, mate, you shout. And I looked and went, geez, oh. he's two, top three. Geez, he's done well. I hope he maintains. Yeah. Massive chance of winning it. Matty, before you go, uh, the verdict uh, on Tuesday, I think, was of Chrissy Dawson. Yes. Uh, were you shocked by, by the verdict? Uh, not really, Fletch. Mm. But it was like a lot of people say that oh, I don't know if they're going to pin it on him. But talking to Headley Thomas, because Headley Thomas, who did it like you know with the teacher's pet, um, Rebecca Frizzell, who owns the Titans, is friends with Trish at Headley's her brother. I remember talking to him. He was like, like he was explaining me at the time when he did it, which left you really no doubt. Yeah. But uh, it was being able to pin it. That um, yeah, I'd say, mate. He he's been. Uh, Headley's been vindicated. I reckon he would have been nervous on that oh, day, yeah. wouldn't he? Because, you know, it's one of those things where everyone, it was almost like, can they prove it? But if they'd gone not guilty, we get, you know, not enough evidence, and people always would have sent the, the teacher's pet, you know, there would have been that question where now he's been just totally vindicated for all his hard work. 
We're catching up with Tuesday, a fellow called Stephen Gray, and another scenario where a podcast has basically solved a crime. So there's a podcast called Who Killed Daphne, uh, which has exploded on on the podcast. So Stephen Gray, who he was the investigative journalist and also narrator of that, he's going to join us on Tuesday. So looking forward to that. Have you, have you heard that one, Matty? No, they haven't, because it seems to be more true crime podcast than there are crimes these days. <laughs> <laughs> there are. There are. But this is this is a good one. This will be a movie. This will be a movie. Yeah. Yeah, well that well they they have uh, um I believe Hugh Jackman bought the rights to it. Oh. Did he? Yeah, that's that's my understanding. And I, and I know there's a few actors that have already bumped uh, Headley saying they want to star in it. Oh okay. Yeah. Johnny Ruffin. If you want you want to be one of the coppers, you wouldn't want to be, you know, like Chris Dawson, would you? I mean, there's one of those things. We went, we went, to, like, can I reckon, like, sometimes if you're an actor and you play a certain character, it might it creates a stain on you for ages. Remember Kevin Bacon in that movie Sleepers when he played that? Oh, that shocking role. And every time I'd look at Footloose, I'd just go, Oh God, <laughs> there's that. And uh, yeah, so and we, me and Trish were in London. We went to see the Tina Turner. Um, musical and of course Ike Turner who was a complete monster the bloke who played Ike Turner did a great role but he was playing Ike Turner so at the end when they were coming on for all the encores and the cheers when he came on the whole crowd booed it's a bit like our little monster in uh, the 12 Hello oh, Monsters the 12 you know that fella no one's yeah. not, not the oh yet. okay he's a, he's a he's a germ but that's just yeah. show great acting great acting yeah yeah it's like Gordon on our show you know like a germ. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, look, in, enjoy tonight the show and, and enjoy being a dad watching Cooper go around. I'm sure it's pretty nervous for you, a nerve-wracking for you, and we look forward to hearing your dulcet tones. Morning Glories, Matty Johns tomorrow. I look forward to it too, Joel. Yeah. I, I just listen back. I can listen to myself yeah. all day. I really could, mate. Excellent. See you, Fletch. See you in there tonight, mate. I'll see you in there, Matthew. Bring there some of that vodka in. See you, sweet giver. Yes. Right, <laughs> sweet giver. Morning Glories, Matty Johns, with thanks to Harley Heaven. Test rider Harley Davidson at Harley Heaven. Blacktown and Tempe now. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.